Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is another amazing day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Just so many things on this week, up and down, up and down, up and down. But you know what? Even all the things that we go through, God has a way of just pulling it all together. I tell you that I've been on some kind of emotional, physical, and spiritual roller coaster this week. It seemed like I was up some days and this was going on and my mind was here, my mind was there. You know, my body, just stuff we all go through, amen. I don't want people to think that, you know what? Just because you sit in the seat of the pastor doesn't mean that you don't go through things, amen. That we all go through things. And my job is to hear from God and hear from God and be able to give that information back to you so that when your time comes, when you go through something, when you find yourself in a place, say, Lord, what do I want to do? Lord, what am I going to do? Do I want to just throw in the towel? Do I want to walk away from all of it? But then that still small voice that he speaks in said, nope, 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 nope. You can't do it. You can't do it. Amen. And we are just so grateful to him to remind us that we just cannot throw in the towel on this morning, but that what we are to endure hardness as a good soldier and that weeping may endure for a night, but that what joy comes in the morning. I know y'all didn't want to just hear me talk this morning, amen, because I'm just feeling so inspired to go forth on today. But we want to go right into our praise and worship service with our dear sister Dominique Harris, who's waiting with us, amen, here in our worship service. So without further ado, we'll switch right on over to Sister Dominique. Sister Dominique, it's yours. Good morning, Safe House. It's always an opportunity great opportunity and privilege to be able to gather weekly and praise the true and living God. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we come, when we go. We down every stronghold, his mentality must cease, for the devil is defeated. We are blessed, we're blessed in the city, we're blessed in the field, we're blessed when we come, when we go. We cast down every stronghold, sickness and poverty must cease, for the devil is defeated. We are Y'all believe that? 
that late in the midnight hour God is going to turn it around and it's going to work in your favor I don't care what it looks like I don't care what the devil has said said to you but know that late in the midnight hour hallelujah
sleeps or slumbers but I know he'll be right on time but I know he'll be right on time hallelujah but I know I know he'll 
Hallelujah. Lord, you just put your hands up to him this morning. Put your hands up to him and let him know that he is Jehovah Jireh. That he is your provider. That he is Jehovah Nisi. That he fights our battles. He's Jehovah Sikadu. That he's God Almighty. Hallelujah. How many of you know that he's just so good to us? Oh, God. He's better to us than we've been to ourselves. And we're grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. For he didn't have to do it, but he did. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, so how many of you know that God has been good to you on this day? He's been good to you. He's been better than good. He's been wonderful. He's been kind. He's been love. He's been peace. He's been omnipotent. He's been all seeing and all knowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go into a word of prayer. Oh, Lord and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning on this amazing day before this amazing group of people, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done throughout the week, oh God. How you washed up and you kept us, Lord Jesus. How you gave us winds, oh God. How you pulled us through, oh God. How you inspired us, Lord Jesus, to be able to go forward, Lord Jesus, to go and do what it is you call us to do. To say what you call us to say. To live how you have us to live. To pray how you have us to pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to show grace and mercy, oh God, and kindness towards your people, oh God. Lord, I thank you for giving us grace and mercy and kindness. Lord, I thank you for your anointing, Lord, that destroys the yoke and set the captive free. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, oh God, that follows us oh god for goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and lord we thank you lord and we love you lord and we honor you in this place and in this space oh god to know that you are our god that you are our king that you are omnipotent that you're all seeing and that you're all knowing and we honor you in this place oh god and our ups and downs lord you're not going in not going out oh god you said that you would be there with us oh god even if we decide to make our bed in hell thou art with thee and Lord, we honor you, Lord, in this place. We honor you in this space, oh God. I ask the Lord you that you bless in this service, oh God. Set free and deliver, oh God. Touch them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. 
Love on them, Lord. You bless them, oh God. Help them, oh God, to go forward. Lord, I ask you to continue to touch Sister Harris in a mighty way. Continue to bless her and her husband, oh God, and her children, oh God, as they go forward, oh God. And the one that's to be. Lord, I ask you to give them, Lord, your strength, Lord. You give her a good delivery, oh God. Lord, you let her be healthy, oh God. Lord, I ask you to continue to touch the sick and shut in amongst the safe house, Lord. I ask that you love on them and you touch them, oh God. Continue to touch Sister Carolyn in her physical body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Lord, continue to touch Brother Jordan, oh God, like only you can. Lord, love on them, Lord, like only you can. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I ask you to continue to touch my mother-in-law. Love on her, Lord, like only you can. Lord, touch us, Lord Jesus. Even those, who, Lord, who have unsaid or unsolicited, Lord Jesus, requests, oh God. Lord, I ask that you touch our brother Tim Ross, oh God. I ask that you continue to love on him and his family, oh God. You know what it is that they're going through. Lord, I ask that you touch my cousin Michael, oh God, who lost his father, oh God. Lord, I ask that you love on him and bless him, oh God. Help them, oh God, Lord. For Lord, we know not the day or the hour, oh God that you will come, Lord, but we thank you. And Lord, I know our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. For all other grounds is sinking sin. And we're grateful. We love on you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord, for we know that you didn't have to do it, but you did. And I, for one, am grateful, 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 grateful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's take for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you know that he's been good? Hallelujah. I know you've been through some things on last when you was in some situations, circumstances, and the devil came to get you down, and things came, and life came, and all this stuff. But I'm here to tell you this morning, let's shake it off this morning. Let's lay it at the altar of his feet, amen. All that we carry, he said, cast your cares, for he cares for you. Hallelujah. He cares for you. He cares for me. He cares for us. It's not in his will for us to suffer in such a way. Oh God. But he said, if you'll suffer with me for a little while, then you will reign with me for forever. And we're just grateful to all the wins that we did get on last week and all the goodness and the things that did come our way. We're grateful. Hallelujah. We're grateful. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, Lord. We thank you for protection, oh God. Children, oh God, blessing them, oh God, keeping them, Lord, holding them in the palm of thy hand like only you can, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, and we love on you, and we praise your name, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord, the glory and the power, Lord, for alone. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be that we walk by faith and strength us and keep us in love on us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, Safe House Church. Hallelujah. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. I am for one am grateful to be here with you yet again. I don't know any other place I'd rather be than be here with God's people for God's people. It is the grace and his love is with his people. And I am for one am just grateful to be here with you. Thank you for your prayers and, and your love. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you. But I feel like going on. Amen. Things come to discourage us. And sometimes we find ourselves and we all have those up and down days. But I'm grateful. Amen. On yesterday, I wasn't feeling the best. And, and, I, and you know, God has a way that the Bible says like this, that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And even, you know, when I have my days, amen, God, somehow he always makes a way out of nowhere. He always brings somebody or something. And on yesterday, I got a call 
from Sister Carolyn. You, you all know Sister Carolyn's story. Last year, this time, she was fine and just kind of had a cough. And then from that point on, she's had a, you know, a stroke and some other health challenges, amen, to the point that she was not been able to speak. But she called me on yesterday, and I saw the call, so I was assuming it was maybe her daughter or somebody that was giving me a call, and she spoke to me. And, it, you know, it, it I was taken back, but I knew it was her voice, amen. And it was just a reminder of, of God's grace and his mercy, amen, and her full recovery. And God is still continually recovering her to the point, amen, that we was able to hold a small conversation, amen. And I understood what she was saying. In fact, she said, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. And I said, oh, that's done, my sister. And we prayed right there on the phone on yesterday, amen. So, you know, I, t I don't take any of these things for granted, even the small victories, the small wins. For the Bible, it reminds us and tells us like this, it said, it's the small foxes that destroy the vine. So it's the small things that we do. It's the small changes in our health. It's the small changes in our wealth. It's the small changes that what lead to big changes. For the Bible also says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. For it's these little things, amen, that we start with. And these little things that if we do them consistently over time, then we will find that what that they lead to big changes. So I always remind us and tell us it's the little things. Yes, it's you know the little things that you don't do in your marriage. It's the little things that you don't do in your prayer life. It's the little things that you don't do that what lead up. But I'm telling you, if you do those little things, if you be consistent in your prayers, if you be consistent in and doing what God has called you to do. It doesn't mean that you're going to get it right every day, but I often tell people that consistency consistently or consistency simply means this, that I get it right more than I get it wrong. Amen. And meaning that I continue to go forth and do what God has called me to do. I'm so grateful. You, I'm going to remind you on next um, week, we will be back in the place face to face. Amen. It'll be the first of the month when we look forward to Seeing you there at the Simpkins Elementary um, School. Um, hopefully, we can get a, a new contract executed. I know our contract with them ends at the end of the month, so hopefully, we can work that out. Amen. And um, we will be having our Easter service there at the end of the month, also. So on March thirty first, um, the third March the third and the thirty first. So yes, we get two services this month. So you see. March 3rd, amen, which will be this um, coming next Sunday. And then we also have the March 31st service, which will be Easter Sunday. We do not want to miss Easter Sunday to get an opportunity or a Resurrection Sunday. You know, now everybody's so PC and, you know, it's pagan and this. But we know it's um, a celebration of the Passover and it's a celebration of life. Not death. Why? Because he died, but not only he died, but he what? He rose again. And because he rose again, that you and I may have life and that we have life, what? More abundantly. And I am grateful to him. Amen. I don't think we have any birthdays I missed on this week. I know we got a couple coming up and I don't think we have anything else. I want to give honor to First Lady um, Felicia Ely. Amen. I'm just so grateful to have her in my life, my confidant, my queen, uh, my best friend, um, my lover, amen, my, my, just my, my go-to person, amen, and as I find that we get older and we, we grow more in love, amen, that means that it's always been perfect, that um, it's been some rocky moments, amen, there's been some ups and downs, but I don't know anybody else I'd rather do life with, amen, and I'm grateful that God allowed me to choose well. Amen. God allows us to choose. I know some people say, well, God sent me my spouse. Well, he let you choose him too. But God is a God of free will. And there were some others you could have chosen. Amen. And some of you did make those choices. 
Um, but I, for one, I'm grateful for my choice and I love her dealing. And I also want to say good morning or um, to my children, amen, and my mother-in-law. God bless you all there. Love you and, um, and care for you deeply. Hallelujah. As well as the Safe House Church, just good morning. Love you all for just the consistency um, of this group. Amen. Every morning they're there in prayer. I know sometimes we're a little slow. We got to work on that. We got to get a little bit prompt, but they are there. And they're not there for form or fashion, but they believe in what we are doing and what God has started here at the Safe House Church as we continue to grow and get better. On last week, you know, even sometimes I have to depend on you all. I had a rough week. Um, we had a lot of stuff going on, but um, here at the university, and God is um, giving us favor, and we passed the things that we needed to pass with flying in colors. And I am for one for grateful for that. But it also took something out of me, Amen. Just physically, and I came in and I laid down that night, and um, I did turn on my alarms like I normally, um, you know, for me to do prayer. I normally here. I'm up at four, about four thirty. In the a.m., amen, my days start very early, amen, um, and um, I remember the alarm did go off. I remember looking at the phone, and I got up, and I said, let me sit right here for a second, and the next thing I know, I think I went back out, and I heard my phone buzz, and it was Sister Williams um, giving me a call, said, are you coming this morning? And I was like, oh, my God, you know, and so there are days that that happens, amen, we all have them, amen, so pastor is not immune to them, I have them also, but thank you for your mercy um, and your grace in that. And we got right in and we started praying. And within five or six minutes, I was just in the flow um, of what God was doing and was ready to go. So these things do happen. Amen. And I thank you for that grace. Uh, my human frail, uh, frailty that you all allowed me in that. I do believe there is a word from the Lord on today that I want to share with you. Um, as we started this new series on last week called More Than Sunday Ties. More Than Sunday Ties. In this series, I'm telling you, we're going deep and it's expansive. And I think last week, um, hopefully you were able to go back and get the podcast because there's a lot um, in this. So last week, we talked about the teaching and the discipleship of Christ when Christ actually went and he told the disciples that um, they would make them fishers of men. And how what he's doing will transform or uh, metamorph their lives to the point that they would know and would not be recognizable um, from their actions. And now we're moving on from that to the next part in that. So, you know, TIES is a acronym that it stands for something. And that first T in that stands for teaching. Amen. And we're going to move on to what that I is on today in part two. I also want to strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that you pull out a pad and a paper for there are some really distinct and key points in particular in today's lesson. I want to make sure that you get And right now. I'm thinking even on this part, the I part, that it's so much. And I thought I can just run through it. I could. But what's the point of that? I'm not in a rush. <laughs> and um, and the goal of this is to make sure that God's people get everything that they need. Amen. And so in that, we want to make sure that I want to make sure that you all get all of it. Excuse me. I want to make sure that you get all of it and that um, you're able to apply it to your life. What good is it that you have all this good teaching and all this good word and you don't apply it to your life? 
This is where we come. You know, I went to college so that not only did I met met people, that was probably one of the biggest thing I did is, is met people, but I also understood who I was. But in meeting people and understanding who I was, I also gained knowledge. And that knowledge meant nothing if I could not apply it. And with that knowledge, it also created a foundation for me to be able to receive wisdom. So knowledge is one thing. Knowledge is the thing that you know, you, you just know. But wisdom is knowing when you don't know. Hallelujah. Did y'all catch that? Wisdom is knowing when you don't know. You know, you see somebody say, this person is wise beyond their years. You know, and the Bible said, he that, that wanted you know, wisdom, he said, ask for it and he'll give it to you, right? So this is knowing beyond knowing. Because I don't know everything, but this is why we connect and we in prayer and God would give us wisdom so that I get it right when I don't know about how to get it right. That I make the right decision when I wasn't sure what the right decision was. And people step back and all say, oh, this person is so wise. But this wisdom comes from what? It comes from above. This is why I do what I do. This is why I'm able to go where I go and move how I move. It's not my will, but thy will be done on earth. Because it's already happened in the heavens. And you got to walk in there and know that and believe that. Um, on this morning. So if you would be so kind with me, we want to go ahead and we want to turn to the book of Mark. Mark, the seventh chapter, and we want to go to verse number, let's see here, verse number seven, no, I'm sorry, Mark, the seventh chapter, we want to go to verse number 14, and we're going to go 14 through 23, Mark, the seventh chapter, verses number 14 through 23. I'm about to share that with you here. If this is your first time at the Safe House Church. I want to welcome you to the Safe House Church. I'm sorry, I didn't want to skip over our visitors. And um, here at the Safe House Church, we believe God has called us to three things. You know, we call them DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship, we're going to walk with you. We're going to talk with you. We're going to work with you. We're going to go with you. We're going to teach you what God has given us. Then we're going to empower you to do what God has called you to do. You have unique gifts and talents and things that he's called you to do. And you should move forward and do those things. And then the last piece of this is what? Accountability. How accountable will you be in the space? Will you walk in accountability? Will you go forward and know that I just can't do any and everything that I want to do, but that I am accountable and I'm held to a standard? which is in Christ Jesus. So we're grateful. This is a place where leaders send their leaders to train and learn of God. Hallelujah. So let's go and let's go ahead and get the Bible here. All right. We should have that up on screen now. All right. Here we go. And let's see. Can I get you a little bit more here? like to zoom that in for you just a little bit. So we always use the um, the Blue Letter Bible. It's what I exclusively pretty much use here at the um, Safe House Church. 714, and let's see if I can move my meme move here. I don't want to be in the way. 
for what God is doing. Let's see. I'll put me down on there. How about that? All right. And it says this. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering him into him can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, Are ye so with, uh, without understanding also? Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him? Because it entered not into his heart, but into his belly, and goes out into the drought, purging all meats. And he said, That which cometh out of the man defileth the man. For within, out of the heart of men, proceed of evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And defile the man. All right, let's go back here. They defile the man. So we're going to use for a subject on today. We want to go and we want to continue on what we were doing. More than Sunday ties, part two. More than Sunday ties, part two. In particular, inspire. So we're talking about the T was for teaching, and now the I is for inspire. So when you look up the word inspire, there's two definitions for inspire. And I find it interesting because I never looked at it like this quite before. I guess I can share screen with you so you can see what I'm looking at. Inspire. Inspire simply means to someone feel with their urge or their ability to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. So his passion for the romantic literature inspired him to begin writing creative, to inspire us to be creative. But watch this. The second definition is to breathe in, to inhale. They can, they can expand their lungs and inspire enough gas to satisfy oxygen requirements. Inspire. Inspire. So I want to talk with you a little bit on today, and I think God has given us um, to share with you about inspiring. 
you know, most of the times and oftentimes people walk around talking about they need to be inspired and being inspired, meaning that they feel this number one, that first definition we talked about, that they feel in some kind of way. Sometimes people look at inspiring as a emotional thing that I feel a certain way that what somebody else has done or when I see what I seen somebody else do has now inspired me to be able to create and inspire me to write if i watch a person who played basketball and i saw how gracefully they played basketball by me watching them get something inside of me touched me that said i want to be able to play like that or i want to be able to play so therefore something that i may have not been willing to do before now i go out and i do and then the other part of this definition is that it's creative and that I'm doing something creative, you know. Now, I was looking on last week and I was studying and they were saying to be creative, wildly enough, means that you have to actually do nothing. To be creative usually requires you to do nothing. Because if you are a checklist person, I know there's some people around us who are what I call checklist people. And I can be one of them, and I have been one of them, and you am one of them. And that we get up in the morning, and we plan all these things, and have all this stuff that we want to get accomplished that day. And I'm just checking my list off. Did I wash the car? Did I did I wash the clothes? Did I cook this? Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I do what my wife wanted me to do? Did I get this done? And did I get that done? And therefore, I have a, like a mental checklist or a physical checklist that I'm checking all these things off. And at the end of the day, I tell myself, whoo, I had a productive day and my day was productive. Why? Because I got all these things on my checklist done. Now you have the other person, the other side of this, the person who is the creative and the person who is creative. They tell me from research that these are the people who come across as, I ain't going to say that they're lazy or slothful, but they are a little bit more generous with their time when it comes to things. And because of this, they find more time to be able to think because they're not so busy fulfilling the list. Because those who are checklisters are, you know, busy, 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 busy. I got to do this, got to do this. So you never give yourself time to reset and think. This is why I've been preaching and I've been teaching, especially since the new year, that the Bible tells us to pray, but we need to also meditate. And I will be the first to tell you, I was not one to meditate. I prayed. I pray all the time. We fast and we fast all the time. But I never got that third piece. The Bible talks about a threefold core is not easily broken. We had prayer and fasting, but did we meditate? Well, y'all with me. We had prayer and fasting, but did we meditate? Did we call on God? Did we wait for God to answer back to us? Did we give him time to answer back to us? And a lot of times he answers back to us in creativity. Mm-hmm. And I'm in somebody's house today. So when I find now that I've made meditation a part of my daily routine with my praying. So as much as I pray, I find myself time to try to think. And as I meditate on the word of God and I meditate on these things and I'm trying to push these things out of my mind, I notice that my creativity level has increased. Meaning creativity, meaning to be able to create from nothing. 
Now, when we really think about it, are we really creating from nothing? No, because God is there and God is the, the father of all this stuff. But the creativity comes from things that he's given to us. And these are things that he's given us through prayer and what? Our fasting and our meditation. So I fast. I fast to put my body under subjection so that I won't be doing all these things that I just read about in the book of Mark. All this stuff that comes out of that defiles a man. That's what I fast for. That's for discipline. I pray what for communication. I pray to be able to talk to the Father to get his attention, to, to work on our relationship, to build our relationship. I don't know about, I can't speak for you, but as I've gotten older, I found that the, the conversation with my wife has been greater. We spend more time talking to each other now and explaining, and, and I've learned to listen. <laughs> I've learned to listen, amen, as we're going forward, and I'm still learning to listen. And what we find is that, you know, that communication is important to any relationship. Watch this. Just as much as you are doing the talking, it's almost, it's equally important that you do the listening. Mm-hmm. So I find that, you know, my marriage has gotten better because I learned to shut up. And I let her talk. Because there's some things that she wants to tell me. There's some things she wants to, to express to me. And do you not know that your relationship with God is the same way? There's some things he just wants to tell you. But when you stop long enough and stop checking your list and stop being so busy and stop doing all these things that you feel like you just got to do, it's going to be there when you get done. And when you stop and slow down enough so that he talks to you. You do all the talking to him. Yes, you pray and you tell him what you know, and you are consistent in that, and I applaud you for that. Yeah, you're turning down your plate. You're not out there fornicating. You're not being adulterous. You're not out here lying and backbiting, stealing, murdering folk, and all this stuff that the book of Mark talked about that defiles a man. No, you're not doing that. But that third part, that third part of that cord, that creative part, you're not creative because you're not giving him the time to talk back to you. See, we're in that relationship where I give God what I want him to have and I'm gone. And because God and his graciousness and his love towards us, he puts up with it. He loves you what? unconditionally. Didn't mean he only loves you when you listen. Because if that was the case, all of us would be in trouble. But he also loves me when I don't listen. And I'm grateful for that. He also loves me when I don't um, follow after what he's told me. And I'm grateful for that. He also loves me when I want to listen to him, but I don't slow down enough to hear him. We've been talking all year about deeply being deeply invested. Deeply invested is the next level. So we taught you how to pray. We told you how to fast, but we hadn't taught you how to meditate. He said, on the Lord, I will meditate day and night. On this word, I will meditate day and night. And from you meditate in this way, it's something that comes out of you. Woo! He says, not what comes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of him. Watch this. So the Bible tells us that what? Um, um, that faith come by hearing. 
and hearing by the word of God. So he said, if the man has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. So what happens is, remember, we talk about being inspired to inspire what it said that what is to do something creatively, you know, to be able to, to feel something, especially to do something creatively. But it also means to breathe in. So when I hear, I take in. Come on, y'all. This is going to be a heavy word. I take in when I breathe in. I inspire. Right? So to inspire really means what? That I'm taking in. I'm taking in the things that God has given me. And out of that, what I take in, he releases in creativity to everybody else. Why? Because when I'm meditating on him, when I'm listening to him, he shows me things that I never really saw before. I would tell you that my experience since I've changed jobs has been different, not because the job, the job is the job. But this is the first time in my adult life that I've actually had this kind of time, except when I, but obviously right before I got married. And so when I first, right before I first got married, of course, I was young and and I was just you know doing things and I was living holy. I mean, I was I was living right, and I remember God would deal with me in certain ways. And then when I got married, mindset shifted. Even the Bible tells you that Paul tells you that that once you get married, that your thing your your desires and stuff is of the husband and the husband of the wife and all these kind of things, which is true. But then when God can sometimes put you in isolation. Because sometimes I'm here a lot by myself and I'm understanding things and, and I'm seeing things and I'm having to deal with me. And sometimes it's downright scary. Some of the things that are inside of me that I'm having to deal with. Some of the things that are inside of you that you're having to deal with that's going to keep you, what well, that's been keeping you from going to the next level. I've been reading a book here lately that said that what brought you here is not going to take you there. Because what worked on this level no longer works on that level. And even though you're on a new level, you got to remember this, that you are now we're at the foot of a new mountain. Just like you climbed that last mountain, now you have to climb another mountain. So, yes, you continually start over. But you start over at a new level. Do y'all understand what I'm saying to you today? So the Bible tells us in Mark, he says that what it's not what goes into a man, but what comes out of a man. So as you inspire what the Bible says, how am I inspired? People are inspired by what they hear, what they see, and what they experience. I'm inspired by what I hear, what I see, and what I experience. Me being a teacher, we talked about this all the time in teaching. We talk about to trying to get the students so many different opportunities to interact with the material and that you want them to hear what you got to say. You want them to see it on the board and then you want them to do it. So that now they've been exposed to the material at least three different times. And therefore you have some who are auditory learners. Then you have some, those who are by sight. And then you have those who are kinesthetic and want to do and begin to do it. And therefore, if you do it this way, you cover everybody. This is just solid teaching 101. 
And I'm telling you that what this was already what God's plan was in the beginning with. This is how God already operated. This is how he moved. So I'm asking you today, what inspires you? What are you taking in? Watch this now. It's, so this is why it's, it's essential that you have the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible clearly tells us here that it's not what goes into a person, but what comes out. Now, you and I, we deal with the same things that everybody around us deal with. We deal with death. I had a couple of deaths this week. We, we, our finances can sometimes can be acting funny. Our health, you know, what we eat and how our bodies act. Did we inherit this from great grandma or, or Paul or did I put myself or was I raised in an environment now that has compromised my health? Or what decisions made for me by my parents or my, my parents' parents that now put me in a situation that now I find myself dealing with. We all have these inputs. We all do. Input, 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 input. And God knows that. And this is why he's saying those things that you inspire, that you've taken in, that you've breathed in, would not harm you. Because we all deal with that. But watch this. Here's the difference. This is why you and I, it's essential that we have the Holy Ghost. Because what does the Holy Ghost do? The Holy Ghost is a keeper. It's a comforter. Watch this. And it's a filter. <laughs> Did you catch that? It's a comforter. It's a keeper. And it's also a filter. So what does a filter do? A filter is a device that we have or that we use. And there's many kinds of filters. And what it does, it takes out the impurities of a thing. So even though I got all this junk that's been inspiring inside of me, I've been breathing it in and this and that and death and this and all that. Blah, 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 blah. But when I go to interact with my brother, when I go to interact with my sister, when I go to interact with my mother or my father or whoever the case may be, if I'm like everybody else and I don't have that internal filter of the Holy Ghost, then I lash out. I do the things that they said in Mark. I'm, I do the, the fornication. I do the adulteries. I, I do the evil. I, I am blasphemy. I'm wickedness. I'm deceitful. I'm covetous. I'm lasciviousness. I'm prideful. I'm foolish. But how many are grateful for the filter of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Because he said, well, he will come back and you will have power. That power, what? Is filtering. But we talk about the Holy Ghost, like when we talk about getting the Holy Ghost, he said, you feel that burning, the burning of the Holy Ghost, because what it's doing is it's burning the impurities that are inside you and I, because we're always taking in things. I'm always hearing things, some good, some bad. But how do I react to them? How does it come out of me? Mm hmm. And I'm here to tell you today, without the power of the Holy Ghost, without the filtration system of the Holy Ghost, that you and I would be just as bad as anybody else. 
It's not that I'm perfect because I'm far from perfect, but I have the filtration system of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me? Are y'all getting this this morning? So I know I told you to take your papers out and, and be ready to write. So I'm going to give you a couple of points here. And we want to talk about this. Down there, I've laid this foundation for this. So, number one, as you go to inspire, are you prepared? If you look throughout the Bible, Christ was always in preparation. He was always preparing himself. You know what you're going to face on Monday. You know what you're going to face in Tuesday. You know what you're facing you're going to face in your marriage. You know what you're going to face with your children. You know what you're going to face with your body. You know these things. You take them in. You inspire. And for you, they have been killing your creativity. Your ability, watch this, because your creativity is your ability to produce. We as believers, we are not just producers. We, uh, we, I mean, we're not just consumers of the word, but we produce. If we're not producing, what good are you? See, this broadcast, even here on the internet, is going across, is a production. We're producing. We are creating content. And the content is going to be consumed by somebody else. Watch this. And this is why we have to be able to do God-inspired content, meaning that I breathe in God, and he goes through me, and it's pure, and it comes back out, because the person who's listening to me does not have a godly filter, so therefore, any good word that they get, any good word that they get comes from you and I. Because what they get from the world is not creative. It's dirty. It has love and deceitful. It has wickedness. It has covenants. It has an evil eye. It has blasphemy. It has pride. It has foolishness. They have no, they can't help it. Because it's what came into them, and they what? They took it in their unclean hearts. And because the heart was not clean, it can't filter that. Dirt from dirt is going to give you dirt every time. So now they what? They regurgitate it out as dirt. But you and I, here's the difference. You and I, we take in that same dirt. Hallelujah. Y'all kidding this this morning. Y'all ain't, ain't talking back to me. See, and we taking that same dirt. And then when you give it, we give it back as life. We give it back as creativity. We give it back as people say, inspiration. And this is why, because you're the only one giving them something clean. And because I'm giving them something clean, they're able to take that and not have to work at it because they don't have the internal filtration system to handle it. So this is why when bad things happen to you and I, it doesn't mean we, the Bible says, well, it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with it. Yes, you do. But it's my filtration system so that when I'm dealing with it, it don't come out in the form of me wanting to go murder somebody. 
when you mistreat my children, as bad as I want to go out there and want to choke somebody or do something because you mistreated my children, that filter of the Holy Ghost said, no, Peter, because you can't do that. And my mind be like, but God, they deserve this or they deserve that. And he said, no, vengeance is mine. So it's that filtration system. When I mistreat them, when people mistreat my wife or when we we out and, and you get these these stares and how people, you know, y'all know how people do. Y'all know we live this life. When they give us evil, when they give us lemons, and then you the people say, you make lemonade, that's that Holy Ghost filtration system. And I know everybody don't want to hear that, but I need to remind you that you are called differently. You are a peculiar people. So when they give you hell, you give them diamonds that have been burned in the fire. When they mistreat you, and I know I've been mistreated, you've been mistreated. When we go through these things, what we do is we take that mistreatment, we wove it together, and we give them back something wonderful. And I know you're like, well, pastor, I don't feel like it. But see, it ain't about what you feel. I didn't feel like getting up preaching this morning, but God gave me a word early this morning because I was struggling all week in my mind. And I've had some things go on and I'm just like, Lord, what is going on? I feel a certain way. And, all this, and I tell you today, I did not want to get up and do this. My wife will tell you, I talked to her about one o'clock this morning. We talked two or three hours about some things. And I was thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be so tired in the morning. And I was like, you see, the truth of the matter is because I'm here, I start this at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's 9, 10 o'clock where y'all are. But it starts earlier here for me, right? So even then, I was going to even list that. And I was less like, but then God got me up this morning. See, see, this is, I know it's not for me. But it's for me. <laughs> And this is what you got to remember, brothers and sisters. This stuff is not for you. We get caught up because we think it's for us. It's for that person I'm going to meet today I'm going to play golf with. It's for that sister or brother that I meet next week. It's for that one that I deal with that God's now with. I've taken that junk and I've built it. So what are you prepared for? Inspire. Take it in. And let God filter it through you and breathe it out. So one of the things I learned when I meditate is that I have to stop. And what I do is I focus on my breathing. I focus what, because I can't really control what goes in. I hope it's all oxygen, but I know here it's not oxygen. We got nitrogen and carbon dioxide. So you're taking in a little bit of everything. But watch this. As I breathe in, There's an exchange that's going on inside of my lungs. That my lungs are taking the oxygen out of this air that has a little bit of everything in it. There's some dust particles I probably just breathe in. There's some scents that I probably just breathe in. All these things that I take in. But my body inside and my lungs, the filtration system, takes those things. It exchanges those things in those little air sacs that are going up and down. And as they go up and down, there's a filtration system that's going on. And watch this. And then it does what? It releases this. And it comes out. 
is pure carbon monoxide. Now you think about it, our bodies do that. And God is what? He's the creator of our bodies. He's done this for us already. He's prepared. So again, prepare yourself. Because you're going to get some stuff. It's not going to be pretty sometimes. But it's part of the call. And God says this. Watch this. He said, even though you go through all these things that I got you. I got you. So don't let these things defile you. Meaning that you took off your spiritual filter. Because he filters these things through us. So now as we prepare, how do you prepare? Glad you asked, because then the way you prepare is you pray. Communicate. I'm preparing my mind. Now, okay, God. How our Father, which art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come. You know that's a biblical outline for how to pray. I learned that some years back when I was at Central Triad, and I find it to be true. She was absolutely correct. It's an outline on how to pray. Didn't say we say it's the Lord's prayer, but no, it's just a format. He said, "Could they asked him?" They said, "Lord, how should we pray?" He said, "When you pray, you should do this." And he gave them an outline on how to pray. Start out with our Father, which I have given praise. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Let us forgive ourselves and forgive those who trespass against us because it's going to happen. You're going to take in some stuff. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Because I know temp I'm the temptation we talked about, I'm tempted by what it is I want. I want to go knock the person out who mistreated my wife or to knock the person out who mistreated my children or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But he said, don't be tempted by that. He said, lead us not temptation, because that temptation can lead to something else, at least to something else. But watch, deliver us from evil. For thou the kingdom, the power, the glory. And how long? For forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So that is done. So we prepare when we inspire. Because I know when I... I take in, I'm going to take in some stuff. I know when I pick up the phone and Sister Ruby called me, she's going to tell me some stuff I don't want to hear. But I know Sister Ruby needs me. And I'm not saying we're going to be human garbage cans for people. But I rather Sister Ruby call me and I listen. Then Sister Ruby take her own life. Because there are some people this week who took their lives. And others thought about it. And watch this. Such is among us. See, people just think, oh, there's only unsaved people who struggle like this. No. We all struggle. We just don't tell you about it. I have my moments. I have my days that I reach out to God and say, God, where are you? But, you know, I stop and I think about how good he's been. And I'm like, but, well, Lord, you've been with me all my life. Lord, you've done this and you've done that. You're showing yourself strong in this and you're showing yourself strong in that. Lord, but I don't feel you right now. Lord, I'm not feeling real saved right now. Lord, I'm not feeling real mad right now. I'm not feeling real happy right now. Lord, I'm not feeling. And because this thing, no, so I keep saying this word feeling because the feelings, I told you, we talked about this time and time and time again. You cannot trust your feelings. 
But the fact of the matter is, let's go to the facts. Facts I know. Feelings are false. Feelings are false. Because what I feel today, I may not feel tomorrow. And what I feel right now, I may not feel 10 minutes from now. Feelings are fickle. They flutter. <laughs> but you and I, we cannot deal in feelings. We have to deal in fact. And the fact that filtration system that God has given us. So we pray. We pray. I'm asking God to protect me. I'm telling him. I'm, when I pray, I'm acknowledging that I need him. That I don't have all the answers. I'm telling him that I need him. I'm initiating a conversation with him. Now watch this. To have a conversation means that what? Something got to come back. See, many of us had these monologues with God. We tell him all this stuff. Yet we don't allow him to talk back to us. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So, the last other piece of this that we want to talk about is that, do you have purpose? You see, when you know you have purpose, there's certain things you're not going to do. And so, if you have a plan, if you're preparing, if you prepare and you are praying and now you have purpose, purpose says that even I would want to do this, I'm not going to do this. Because it's outside of the purpose. And anything I do that's outside of the purpose takes away from the vision. I'm trying to be, and I'm learning even more and more every day. I'm very intentional about how we do things in our church. I'm very intentional about the messages that I know God has given me. And I try to line them up so that you all can see from January all the way through that everything is just lining right up. If you can see back last last year, every single year, there's a theme that God has, I believe God has given me to share with this church. And every year we've had a theme service. I mean, a theme year. And I consistently hit on that thing. I consistently go over the thing. I consistently talk about, you know, we walk in um, by faith and not by sight. I consistently tell you about DEA. I consistently tell you about the framework that God has given us to understand when we are um, doing our Bible teaching that, he, where that is content, context, and revelation. It's content. It's the word of God. Context is my part. It's what I do. I give you the color and the commentator and to help you to understand where it is. And then that revelation only comes from God because I'm not pointing them to, you, to me, but I'm pointing to the one who's able to save you the one who can save you, the one who has saved you, and the one that what I rely on too. It's on purpose. It's on purpose that I continually repeat points and points and points over again because I understand from my pedagogical knowledge and my pedagogical training that people understand things that they only believe, only retain maybe six to seven percent of what you hear, but how you make them feel and how they walk away with it. Because what I want you to be better, I want to be better, and I want to hear him say, "Well done, thy good and faithful servant, that you've been 
faithful over a few things. Now I will make you ruler over many. I want to be ready when the new Jerusalem come. I want to be ruling when the new Jerusalem come. I want to have that crown of life. I want to have that soul winning crown on my head to say that these souls here now made it. These souls have gotten saved that these souls are here because what you listened to my word and you was inspired and you took that in and you walked that walk and you went through those things and you dealt with those things even when you didn't want to deal with them. And I got you and then you took it and you took me in my word and you realized that what you've gone through was only for a vapor. It was only for a moment. It was only for a small amount of time because now you look at eons and you look that you're serving with me for eternity, that now you're part of the kingship, that you're one of the sons and daughters of the king. And, and since we inherited this, now he's what, laid this thing down to us and given us this, amen, that we'll walk forward and we'll know that he'll know that we'll, what, we'll follow him and that we won't betray him and we'll follow right behind him. Why? Because this is what he's called us to do. And I do it because I love him. He said that if you would love me, then you would keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. Purpose. Last piece I want you to write down today, and we ain't going to finish this today. Plan. Do you prepare, pray, purpose, plan? Now, watch this. I want you to keep this paper when you're writing these down. Because these are given to you in order. This is a order I'm giving you. And I give you so I'll give you a little bit more of it next week. So you prepare your heart, your mind, ready to receive light. I think about when I cook when I'm cooking. When I cook, I have to prepare the pans, I have to prepare the meat, I have to prepare the vegetables or whatever. Praying, I'm look when I pray, I'm looking for instruction. And with the instruction, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? And now that I know what I'm doing, now let's plan a mode of attack. I'm learning more and more every day in the things I do that how important it is to be strategic. I know it's a fancy word for planning. Strategic. Being strategic is important. Why? Because when I think about it, you know, this is why, you know, things um, like chess, games of chess and, and stuff i you know me personally most people are like, oh you're a mathematician you should be doing good at chess no i'll tell you why i don't because i'm not very patient to be strategic sometimes means to be patient it means to have strategy think about it definition of strategic simply is this Relating to the identification of long-term over aims and interests and the meaning of achieving them. So to be strategic is that I got a plan. And I know it's not going to happen right here. But I'm setting things up. I'm doing this now. Because I know eight years from now, I need this. And I need this. And I'm going to need that. So I'm strategic. I'm preparing. It's not right before me now. The job that I have right now, that God opened the door to bless me with, I've been preparing for this job almost 10, 15 years. I knew at some point I wanted to be exactly where I'm at. It took a while to get there. But I prepared. I prayed. I had purpose. And, and then I had a plan. Now I know people, you know, that old saying said, if you wanna if you wanna make God laugh, show me your plans. 
that's something man made up. That's not biblical. And I get why people say it because it seems like everything you plan, but he tells us that what we are to prepare in the plan. Now, have I seen God modify my plan? Absolutely. Why did he modify my plan? Simple because this. Watch this. I did not consult him. <laughs> did y'all catch that? I'm having way too much fun with this because this is good stuff. I did not consult God in my plan. So this is why I'm telling you to pray. Because your plan don't change. If you prayed and he helped you lay that plan out, you got to worry about it changing. Because you all are on the same page. See, most of your plans change because you're not on the same page with him. You were thinking this is what you want to do. And this is how you want. I'm going to tell you right now, even where I'm doing right now, this is what I wanted to do. And this is what I always thought I would do. Watch this though. But the way I'm doing it, that was not part of the plan. My plan. I always felt that, you know, in my heart that I'll be a preacher, that I'll be a pastor. But like everybody else, I thought it'd be some big old building somewhere, two, three, four hundred people. Every single Sunday in there, we're going in and out, and we shouting, and we having a good time. And my ministry's been anything but that. My ministry's been more one-on-one, -on -one and God using me to inspire other people, and conversations, and backroom conversations that I would have, that people who might even be famous did not want to have out in the open. So God has trusted me with a, a group of people to be able to understand and talk with them and, and give them what they need because their soul need to be saved too. And he's given me access to people and access to leadership and access to people whose names are great and all this. So he took my ministry a completely different way. And then some would say, you know, even myself, and I'd be careful, like, Lord, I'm not successful at this. So why am I doing this? And yet every time I decide that I think I want to throw in the towel, because sometimes I get there, we all do, then God will remind me or he'll send somebody or he'll bring something that tells me and reminds me that it was not for me, but it's for them. And I'm sure that many of you had the similar, same similar experiences. In a day, don't go by sometime. I'll think about quitting stuff. But then I'm reminded, it's not for me. It's for them. Now watch this. There's some others that I watch. If they quit right now, it would affect me. I'm going to be honest, it would. So just like I can't quit because it's for them, there's somebody who's going forward that they can't quit because it's for me. Do you see how this thing comes full circle? Because if they quit, I'm really going to quit. Because <laughs> I'm like, Lord, if they can't make it, I ain't got a shot. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? And this is why we all need this. You know that song by Scott Walker some years ago? I need you to survive. I do. I need our prayer group to survive because sometimes pastor be just whoo. But I know I'm accountable to that group. So I know I got to get up. I got to pray. And sometimes I got to push myself. There's mornings I want to be there. There's some mornings I don't necessarily want to be there. There's some mornings I'm full of energy. There's some mornings I'm just tired. But I know they need me there. And I need them. 
Don't make no mistake about it. You're not in this by yourself. You need them. And why do you need them? You don't need them from a God point of view, but you need them to buffer you. They keep you living right. Because if you were not, if you if they if they weren't there, you'll be doing whatever you want to do. But you know they watch it, and you don't want their blood on your hands. And I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. I don't want y'all blood on my hands either. That's why I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to love you. And I'm going to tell you what thus saith the Lord. And you have to make that choice. That's one thing I've always told you all here at Safe House. I don't make choices. You don't call me and say, Pastor, what underwear should I put on today? I know I've heard of those kind of places. That's not that place here. God is giving you common sense. You put on whatever you want to put on. But on the spiritual things, here's what the words say. Now you choose you this day who you're going to serve. Because at the end of the day, you'll never be able to say, my pastor said, no, uh, you pray about it. I support you in prayer. Because you got to be able to stand on this thing for yourself. As the kids go around saying that, standing on business, you got to stand on business for yourself. So, why did your plans go right? Because you never included him in it. Include him in the plan. Consult him on the plan. And if you do that, I promise you the plan will be different. And it'll be exactly where it needs to be. And you gotta worry about changing it. So that last piece I was talking about the plan. You know, pastor-wise, I never planned for it to be the way it is. I never being online preacher and, and have an online audience and do these kind of things and this, this was unheard of. But as soon as I saw it, this was God said, This is what I want you to do. And I was like, huh? So now I'm starting to see, you know, Facebook's been around for a while. It don't seem like it's been around that long, y'all. But Facebook's been around some years now. And I look and they bring these old videos and I see videos from now 10 years ago. And I'm like, wow, we've been at that this long? I didn't realize that. 10 years ago, we were praying from a cell phone video. Now we got nice fancy cameras and computers and stuff that we can pop up on the screen. But 10 years ago, it started with this. I started with this, like this, and looking at it like this. I didn't even have a stand. And I was just praying for people. As I did God, and the people would come in and put in prayer requests. And that started this. And that led to this. And that led to that. And that led to the opening of the Safe House Church. All the way up to the point that we are now. That now we have babies being born in the Safe House Church. We have individuals who have come through there. God has allowed us to be a blessing to people. Both here, near, there, and all over the place. That's how it started. It went what I thought, though. Yeah, even in my secular job. I thought I would be one, but I thought I'd be in North Carolina. If y'all have told me I was going to Alabama, I was like, come on, you got to be kidding me. I ain't never even been here. Now, look, God has me here, and, then we, and we're thriving, and we're going forward. And I'm still in North Carolina. Never would have thought that. Oh, I'm going to be flying in between the cities? Mm -mm. I would barely fly in an airplane I had ever flown. Now you're talking about only two, three times a month? Because if God would have showed me all that up front, I'd probably be like, no, thank you. Just let me be this over here, and I'll work a side hustle, and we'll be okay. <sighs> 
But he's not done with me, and he's not done with you. Trust him. I'm telling you, he'll blow your mind. Inspire. What are you taking in? You can't control what you take in, but you certainly do control through the Holy Ghost how it comes out. God bless you all. Love you all. That's my time for today. I hope that this has been a blessing to you, brothers and sisters. Write these things down in order. Prepare, pray, purpose, plan. There's more to come, but you need these. Pray, I mean, prepare, pray, purpose, plan. Uh, next week, we'll be there in the space. And I know some of you online, you're, you're going to miss this. I'm sorry. Um, unless you jump into our Zoom. Our Zoom. You can get on our Zoom um, directly in our um, from our church website. This website you see at the bottom. You can go right there and click on live um, service. I mean, live meetings. I think it is. And you can click. It'll give you the password and everything. And you can jump right into it. So next week, if you want to get the rest of this. Because when we're face-to-face, -face, we do have some internet challenges on this side. But our Zoom side does work. But the social media side is blocked. But nonetheless, God is good. Take this word today. Tie it to the tables that are hard. Prepare. Pray. Prepare, pray, purpose, and plan. God bless you. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord, we come to you right now, Lord, we say we thank you. We thank you for the tremendous word that you've given us today to share with your people. Love on them, bless them, oh God. Keep them, oh God. Love on them, Lord, like only you can. Help them, oh God, in this space, Lord, as they go in and they go out, Lord, to do your will and to do your way. Help them, oh God, to be all that you have them to be, to do what you have them to do, Lord, that they take in, oh God, that you inspire them, oh God, that they are creative, Lord, and that, that creativity, Lord, that we know it comes from you. Lord, I say they inspire, Lord Jesus, they breathe in, oh God, on today, Lord Jesus, that those things that come out of them are filtered by you, Lord, filtered by your Holy Ghost, Lord, even though there's good, Lord Jesus, but now sometimes there's bad and things that we have to deal with, Lord, and we just thank you for that, and Lord, we love you, Lord, and we praise your name, Lord, and we honor you, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord Jesus, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch that glory, oh God. But in all the ways so we acknowledge you, Lord, and you said that you're doing God's behalf. And we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name. We ask you to do all these things to others. For we know this, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Strength us and keep us in love on us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you all. I love you all. Go to our podcast. Our podcast, that's gospel. Um, you can get it at gospelprofessor.podbean.com gospelprofessor.podbean.com or you can go to Apple and then um, Apple and anywhere you get podcasts and put in Safe House Churches Left the Building. Um, the Safe House Churches Left the Building. You'll see our little logo, this SH will come up. Um, subscribe to our podcast 100% free and it'll be a blessing to you. At this time, I ask that you will be a blessing to the church and in, in, in time and often to help us do what we do. Uh, what we do is not free, amen. It costs us something to be able to put these things out there and share them amongst each other. So here at the Safe House Church, you can be a blessing to us financially by going to safehousechurchgso.com. Again, at safehousechurchgso.com forward slash give. You can use your credit card um, there. Um, also, we can take Zale. That's offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Again, that's offering 
at safehousechurchgso.com or you can do the cash app that's dollar sign safehousechurchgso again it's dollar sign safehousechurchgso or you can do the traditional method you can write a check or a money order to finding fish ministries p.o box 862 summerfield north carolina 27358 again that's finding fish ministries p.o box 862 summerfield north carolina Two seven three five eight. All righty then. What a word for today. God bless you all. I love you all. Hope that this word has been written on the table of your hearts. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Remember, um, we have our daily um, podcasts and our daily um, readings that we um, use to inspire and build um, network there on social media and other platforms, inspiring them to come. Um, also remember our prayer each and every day at 6 um, a.m. That's Eastern um, Eastern Standard Time. And we look forward to you being there in the space. God bless you all. I love you all. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. And may heaven shine richly upon you. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.